And now, time to get in the huddle with your host, Charles Prodger Ritchie, here on the Mass Steel Podcast. Hey, you blink, I'll cut your eyelids off. Don't you blink. Let's go. You get where you feel like you can rush the quarterback. You understand? Rush the quarterback. Do you have room in the trophy for another one there? You got six of them. Now you're the winningest franchise in NFL history. We'll make room. And that's going to do it right there uh, with the section of the Bears right here off of this year's draft and Steelers and Bears uh, crossover edition right now. Now we're going to get into the Pittsburgh Steelers right now uh, with their history right now. Now you look at the Pittsburgh Steelers, what they've been able to do I mean, since 1969, more particularly, and I put this on Twitter and we look at it right now. I mean, for all the guys they've been selecting in the first round, since tonight is going to be the first round uh, of the draft right now, you can catch that. And I'm sure ESPN plus and FL network where we could stream it. And uh, we, we look at what they've been able to do. I mean, which is a pretty uh, saying right here. And you look at the history of their first round picks as for like the Steelers since 1969. Uh, no surprise here. Linebackers. They have selected eight linebackers uh, first round, uh, followed by quarterbacks at seven and wide receivers is also seven. Defensive ends and running backs, five apiece. Guards and tight ends, four apiece. Quarterbacks, three Nose tackles and safeties, two apiece, and then you got one defense tackle, one center. Now, here's the irony in this. For them being such a defensive, proud franchise, in the history of their first-round picks, they had more representatives on offense going into the Hall of Fame. Talk about none other than Terry Bradshaw, Franco Harris, the, of course, Lynn Swan, and guard Alan Fanica. Four... Out of those uh, out of seven picks, you also have three on defense who went in there, which, of course, mean Joe Green, and then uh, Rob Woodson, and, of course, Troy Palomalo right there. So four players on offense right there. Then under uh, Kevin Colbert for, I mean, which will be his uh, 22nd season uh, drafting with the Pittsburgh Steelers, he has had six of those linebackers, six out of those eight in – I mean, when you take a look at right here, I mean, this 22nd season right here. I mean, then also, I mean, with the Steelers too, I mean, you think about this right here, and their 53rd season since 1969, six, I mean, eight linebackers total. Six of those coming from Kevin Colbert right there. And then after that, he's got uh, two apiece and wide receivers, guards, defensive ends, safeties, and then corner, tight ends, quarterbacks, running backs, nose tackles, and centers, one apiece right here. So, I mean, that, that should tell you a lot right there about how they do things in the first round right here. Now, uh, we also heard some interesting stuff, too. According to Dale Law at DK Pittsburgh Sports, Kevin Colbert has said 100 players were brought to Indianapolis for the medical rechecks. Another 42 players were brought in that had medicals as well. Approximately 150 players were given physicals this year through the league. And we uh, heard that uh, report on Monday. Tomlin did add to that by saying that the medical staff is leading on personal relationships around the country to make the call on some players' medical issues. 
Thomas says a core four is Pelson now at right. I mean, at left tackle. So like Cam Sutton is right cornerback, but no set. Death charts at this time of year mean nothing. And if you really think about it, too, I mean, that's a very key thing right there, too, because we also realize, too, I mean, Al Hauser will build on the waiver right now. I mean, this is a guy who's still learning, who looks like he's going to be out of town right now, I mean, with the Steelers. I mean, you, you look at that part right there. I mean, uh, he is a huge uh, question mark. I mean, it was reported early last week that, you know, it's a possibility he could be going uh, with the Ravens. But remember, he was occupying that left tackle position right there. And who did you have? I mean, basically, I mean, when you take a look at everything right now, aside from all that, I mean, with everything going on, I mean, they, they said he was expected to sign with the Ravens, but – I mean, you look at the opposite opposite side of that too. On um, right tackles, Chooks a core four, followed by Gerald Hawkins. So, I mean, as much as the Steelers would like to get like this uh, running back, I mean, with their first pick, I would not be surprised they go with a tackle or yellow a center right now. And I'm um, speaking of a couple of people close to me. It almost seems like a a center will probably be more preferable at this point. It, it, I mean, a, a center is just so huge to have, like, directing your offense with your quarterback right there to call out uh, certain, like, uh, linebackers, Mike linebackers, Wills, and, and some other, like, uh, blocking assignments right there, too, I mean, which is vital. I mean, if you really think about it, too, all the two seasons that Marquise Pouncey's missed full seasons back in 2013, 2015, they made the playoffs one year, and that was 2015, where they got in as the wild card. I mean, so, I mean, that goes to show you how much his impact will feel this year. I mean, you got right now Hasnauer, who's uh, slotting in right now for the time being for the replacement of the retired Marquise Pouncey. I mean, remember, B.J. Finney, he was a guy who finished the season 2019 a couple of years ago, and we saw how that worked right there. I mean, instantly when he came in during that game, in week 16 against the New York Jets. So, I mean, I, I, I could definitely, I don't, I would have no problem, no issue right there if they were to get that with their first pick, a center. But uh, right now, I'm going to go ahead and give you my, uh, my mock draft position right now for this year. This is who I got uh, as I took a look at everything. And uh, Ray set go right now for the Steelers mock draft. Uh, their first pick, I'm going to go with Najee Harris of Alabama. Uh, 6.46 combine grade right there. Uh, definitely very good grade to be an instant starter right now. I mean, very close to becoming a Pro Bowl caliber player, too. I mean, usually it starts off about 6.50. I know they didn't have, like, a, a combine this year, but they had a lot of pro days at their campuses this year where uh, teams were able to do Zoom calls or try – you know, they couldn't visit in person, but I just think there's uh, it's not like necessary destiny, but you keep hearing this name mentioned a lot of times since the beginning of this year. Uh, signs keep pointing, I just I have a hard time believing that you know, Steelers won't grab them. But the only thing is, too, when you also look at I mean, the teams that are ahead of the Steelers right now in that regard who might be looking at a run game. Uh, I mean, can you honestly see the Dallas Cowboys probably looking at a guy like Najee Harris right now? Remember, they extended Ezekiel Elliott, I mean, at the beginning of the 2019 season right there. 
I mean, that's the guy right there. I mean, can are they thinking about probably going in a different direction from him? Remember, this guy was drafted five years ago here in Chicago by the Cowboys. I mean, and this guy right now, I mean, when you look at for the remainder, I mean, his contract, he's still got like about our six more seasons. I mean, if you look at it right now, I mean, like the, I mean, they, they'd be, they're currently $36.9 million in dead money if they were to cut him prior to June 1st. So I'm not sure if they're ready, ready to eat that number up just yet, but I don't know. I mean, then you also look at some other uh, teams right here who could probably grab Najee Harris a little early. I mean, in this uh, draft right now, I mean, you also look at teams. Let's see. I mean, who else we could look at right now? Maybe I would say the New England Patriots. New England Patriots. Yeah, you got you had Sully Michelle right there. A lot of people on COVID, but I mean, Bill Belichick. I'm sure he's looking to probably like get his team uh, back on track right now. I mean, especially a lot of guys who miss the season opting out due to COVID concerns right there. I mean, you never know how much that's gonna be a factor right there. And then I would also think like maybe the Chicago Bears too. I mean. I, Obviously, they need a quarterback, but, you know, sometimes guys can be that it factor. So, I'm like I said, I'm going to go with Najee Harris for my first-round pick. Uh, Second-round pick at number 55, I'm going to go with offensive tackle Christian Derrissaw of Virginia Tech. Just like Najee Harris, a chance to become instant starter right here. Uh, the only question is, will he drop the 55 uh, in this year's uh, draft right here? And you look at a guy, I mean, like I said, like uh, Christian uh, Darisaw right now, he's projected to go between like the first uh, two rounds right here in this draft right here, uh, Virginia Tech. But I mean, you look at like the offense that he's been able to help uh, produce like while being at Virginia uh, Tech. I mean, 663 and a half total yards in his three seasons there. I mean, no, excuse me, uh, 1,254 yards in his three seasons right there. And, I mean, you look at this guy right here, too. I mean, he's hardly giving up any sacks. But, I mean, you look at, like, the rushing game in that, uh, too. I mean, you had, like, about at least 590.5 uh, yards in, in total in three seasons, which is pretty good. I mean, the this offensive line needs an attitude adjustment. I would not be surprised if they go somewhere right there. I mean, you have to think about that. I think Darisaw, like I said, can he drop at 55? Maybe. But, I mean, I would like to go that position right there. So, I'm going running back and tackle. So, once again, Najee Harris with the 24th pick out of Alabama. Uh, give me Christian Darisaw for your offensive tackle out of uh, Virginia Tech. Uh, hopefully he can slide in, at, slide in at right tackle right there. For the third pick of this year's draft, at 87, uh, give me Uziza Larry out of Georgia. Uziza Larry. Uh, this guy right here, uh, outside linebacker right here, I think this guy could be a, a good pick. Right now for the Pittsburgh Steelers, you look at this guy right here. I mean, who definitely make a contribution when I look at him. I mean, uh, right now, I mean, you look at everything that he's been able to do out of Georgia right here. He is a sixth-ranked uh, prospect in that. He's gotten 15 total sacks in his three seasons 
but he's really played a full season as a uh, his sophomore and junior year. I mean, he only played uh, two games in his uh, freshman year, but you look at it right here too. I mean, this guy, like I said, five sack. I mean, uh, five and a half sacks his second season, and that I mean, as his first full year as a starter, and then nine and a half the second year. So I mean, he's this guy has been making some stride, uh, some progress right here, and then you also look at two right here. I mean, like I said, I, I think the biggest thing is, is the sacks right now. This guy is projected to go between rounds two and three. That's another guy right here who's got a real good grade becoming instant starter. So I'm looking at that for the Steelers. Hopefully, Kean on. Give me uh, uh, Aziz Zalari. Aziz Zalari. So for your for your third round pick. Now we got two the set of uh, two fourth round picks. Uh, 128th overall. Give me tight end. Pat Fryermute. Pat Fryermute. Now, this is an interesting guy right here. I mean, he's coming out of uh, Penn State right here. I mean, uh, this guy right here. I mean, the Steelers have not had a tight end. And don't forget, too, they have not drafted a legit tight end since 2005, which was, of course, uh, Heath Miller right here. I mean, you look at this productivity right here. Another guy who has a chance to be instant uh, star right here. I mean, on this uh, – Team, I mean, this guy has 16 touchdowns in three seasons. Uh, he has career high with eight in his uh, freshman year uh, and everything. This guy is a match for 1,185 yards, 12.9 yards per average right here. I mean, with everything. I mean, this would be a guy right here who I would look at too. I mean, Penn State right here within the state of Pennsylvania. I could see him definitely uh, fitting in uh, well with this group right here and being a good fit, I mean, to be honest with you. I mean, if anything, I would welcome this guy onto this team. I mean, he, he's def- – I mean, this is something they, that's been lagging for a long time, a position of need. And I think they, they need to finally have it, it factor. Guys like Zach Gentry right now, I'm not sure if he's going to be that guy, but you still got Eric Ebron right now, Vance McDonald retiring. I mean, I would imagine a tight end, I mean, would not be surprised they get one in this year's uh, draft right here. I mean, this is the biggest thing right here. As we uh, look at uh, the thing on Firemouth is that he has a potential to be a contributor to uh, NFL pass protect, but he lacks elite speed to separate or Twitchy athleticism. His most distinct positive trait is his physicality as a runner after the catch right here. Uh, what people are starting to notice about him. Uh, he is vicious with the ball in his hand and really punches punches defense backs downfield. He has good size and a strong build to flat out run over the feathers and also features a powerful stiff arm to push tacklers away. And uh, one other thing, too, he possesses a mismatch size and is very adept and going to make contested c- catches over the feathers. So, I mean, this is one guy who I, I think I would love to see on this uh, team right here. He's at six foot five. Definitely got the size right there. I mean, I, I don't see why the Steelers uh, should pass this guy up right here. I mean, we already know, I mean, they couldn't do much in free agency, but a lot of people, they still feel like this team has a chance to not only be once again a playoff team, but yet alone a Super Bowl team. A lot of people are looking at this team to like really hit on this draft. So why not uh, take? I mean, I, I I take a look at him right here. That'd be another guy. 
Now for my second pick in the fourth round, which is their uh, compensatory pick, 140th overall. Give me a cornerback. Cornerback has definitely been mentioned right here. I mean, remember you had Joe Hayden who uh, signed an extension back in 2019. I believe he is locked up through the 2021 season right now. And I'm, I'm not sure, so sure what the future's going to be on him right now. Plus, you had Steve Nelson move on. You had Cam Sutton right here. I mean, Joe Hayden is like going to be another interesting one right now. He's on the final year of his deal. He is at the age of 32 years old right now. He'll be turning 33. But, I mean, right now, I mean, Steven Nelson, him being let go was like a little bit uh, uh, eye, eye raiser. But at the same time, too, listen, everyone was well aware of the Steelers salary cap situation for everything as we look at. And uh, we'll, we'll uh, take a look at it right now with everything. So, I mean, let, let, let's find out, I mean, what happens, I mean, in that area right now. But uh, Steve Nelson, I mean, I hope they can reconsider coming, coming back. But he is saying right now too that he has no ill will towards the Steelers. After, I mean, he, I mean, he's saying any team that gets me now, they're going to get a different Steve Nelson. I'm coming in with a boulder on my shoulder, not just a chip right here. And uh, and Kevin Colbert, he did confirm that uh, Steve Nelson uh, was released right here. And uh, for the reason for that was that when we talked about. In Steve Nelson's case, Steve was a valuable player for us, Colbert said. However, we had to make some tough salary cap decisions. I mentioned earlier, Steve Nelson uh, was a star-capable NFL corner. We just couldn't keep him under the current setup we're dealing with from a salary cap standpoint. We had to make some tough choices. So, again, look for a corner uh, late in this draft, I would say, if not a little bit sooner. But I definitely say later in this draft as it progresses along. For their, uh, let's go into pick number six. Their sixth round pick, 216. Give me nose tackle, Tyler Shelvin of LSU. Why do I say him right here uh, for this one? Uh, Tyler Shelvin here. I mean, this is another guy right here who I think uh, the Steelers could definitely uh, roll the dice on right here. A guy who right now i mean the only question is uh will he be able to fall right there should become instant starter right now i mean he is at this year's uh draft i mean when we look at it tyler uh shelvin he is uh let's see he is uh in this group the eighth rated prospect as far as uh, nose tackles right here. I mean, this guy is out of LSU right now. And you, you look at the stuff right here on him too. I mean, this guy has had uh, four and a half uh, tackles for loss. He has made 48 total tackles in his uh, two seasons. Mainly he played at LSU right here. Uh, Sullivan right here, I would like to see get out here right now. Remember, you also had Tyson Alulu come back right here. I mean, thankfully, I mean, changing his mind at the last moment due to circumstances. But nose tackle, I think this is something the Steelers are going to have to address at some point. I mean, when you continue to play the scheme you are right now in the 3-4 uh, defense. And 
uh, Tyson Alalu right now. I mean, he's brought some incredible value. He was a guy who eventually replaced uh, Javon Hargrave. And I think that nose tackle is definitely vital right here. I mean, just keeping that run game uh, limited right there. I mean, those guys have definitely been some incredible, I mean, defenders right there on that. And I just don't see why you can't take a look at someone right there before that. I mean, and here's a report on uh, Taylor Shelvin right there. He opted out of the 2020 season to prepare for this 2021 NFL draft. He did not rejoin LSU. Uh, some team sources say they have Shelvin a third-round grade and think he could be a good block-stuffing nose tackle in the NFL. He was a good run stuffer at the point of attack during LSU's dream season in 2019. And uh, – he also was able to occupy blockers, often taking out double teams to help free up other defenders to make tackles. For the NFL, Shelvin would fit as a nose tackle in a 4-3 or 3-4 defense, but will come off the field for a pass rusher in the sub package. So, like I said, they got him projected right here, I mean, in this year's draft, uh, third, fourth round picks, but I would not be surprised if he drops a little bit. So, I mean, I know it's a little bit of a reach, but we'll wait and find out. Uh, seventh pick, I mean, in this year's uh, draft, in the seventh round, 245. Remember, they got two of them. Uh, give me Jaquan uh, Baker of uh, Penn State. And, I mean, like I said, you look at the Steelers' uh, depth chart right now, I mean, particularly on the defense, too, right here. I mean, when we uh, take a look at it, I mean, you still got Mika Fitzpatrick, I mean, which is great. And then right now you still got Terrell Evans. And remember, he's going to be on the final year of his rookie deal. So you're going to probably want to add uh, more uh, depth to this team right now as far as, like, uh, who they be uh, looking at. Because right now, I would imagine that be an area that is going to be uh, pretty uh, thin right here for, for this. I mean, as we look at everything. And I, I just feel like right now you have to be a little bit more concerned right now I mean, with everything that's going on, I, I mean, like I said, I mean, a lot of people have been calling the Steelers draft more like the death needs. And definitely, I could definitely uh, see that for right now. So we'll find out. But like I said, I mean, you got a guy like Sean Davis right now. He's with the Indianapolis uh, Colts right now. Then, of course, also on the defense, too, when we look at it. I mean, those missing guys right there. Let's see. Hold on. I mean, Jared, Jordan Dagefield, who's our guy who's looking for a home right now. I mean, so that you bring him back at all. I mean, we'll, we'll see. But uh, right now, it's definitely going to be uh, interesting to say the least, no matter what. And then for their foul pick in this year's uh, draft, uh, give me Kyrus Tonga, uh, BYU, 5.94 combine grade, combine grade uh, defensive end right here. I mean, when you look at it, I mean, on the defensive end, you got Stefan it. I mean, Chris Warmly and uh, Henry Mondo, I would imagine. But 
I, I would not hurt to have any more uh, depth add. Maybe just slide him as a defensive tackle in right here. I mean, it would never hurt right here. I mean, if they're going to be looking at edge rushers or guys like on a defensive uh, line right here. And that's who I got right now uh, for uh, this edition here of the Mount Steel uh, podcast uh, for right now as far as my mock draft. Now, uh, right now, uh, some other notes uh, going to this draft. Kevin Colbert says they will be wide open and not look for any one wide position and wants to see where this thing goes. He he did say there's good line, there's good depth on the old line, running back, wide receivers, outside linebackers and linebacker, inside linebackers as well as quarterbacks. Okay, depth at tight end, quarterback, and safety positions, as well as limited depth on the D line, lean as it's been in recent memory. Uh, he said very doubtful that they'll be able to trade up. He really values eight picks. Uh, ha- they have five of which in the top 140. He said the team's draft board is pretty set. They have some minor adjustments to make. Said the team won't do mock drafts. They'll do their own mock draft based on their rankings on Wednesday, based on setting their list of 24 players. They would take at 24 right here. And uh, Colbert did also mention, too, that he and Tomlin – Went to nine pro days, went to the schools that had the most potential pro players. Said he and Tom O'Dill were 100 Zoom calls with players. Uh, when you look at the running game, you've got to look up front, and you also have to look at the running backs. Uh, we you also have to look at the running backs. We could play a game today based on what we have. Can we add to it? Sure. So goes to show you how much he thinks about the running back at that position. So let's get into one more topic right here. Uh, fair or foul right now, too, was also announced by uh, KDKA uh, within the last couple hours that the Steelers, as reported by Ian Rapport of the NFL Network, looking to extend Mason Rudolph to a one-year extension. So right now, I mean, fair or foul right now that they're going to try him out for one season, give him one more chance, see if he could be that successor to Ben Roethlisberger, or they'll need to draft in our franchise quarterback right now. Uh, listen, right now, um, I'm a, not really thing out. I will say fair on that. I mean, I think there's still a little bit more curiosity right there. I mean, you saw like what he did in his foul game against the Browns. I mean, at the end of this season, despite the fact it was a losing effort. But then also how he did in 2019. Yeah, there was a little bit of confidence issues, I mean, throughout the season. But at the same time, too, I really believe this guy can get better. He just needs to just get more of the metal makeup on him. But I really believe this guy right here, he still shows the problems with an arm. So he's not the overwhelming choice, but we'll find out. And uh, that's going to do it. Uh, oh, and one last thing. Fair foul right now. The, the drought, the 26-year drought will come to an end and where the Steelers will get an offensive tackle with their first pick. Now, remember, if you look at like uh, the history of their draft right now, I mean, with first-round picks, the last time that the Steelers ever had an offensive tackle selected in the first round, you had to go all the way back to 1996. Jermaine Stevens, or right here, of North Carolina AT&T right here. I mean, he was the last one uh, that was uh, selected right here. And uh, that was under uh, Tom Donahoe with head coach uh, Bill Cower right there. And you look at everything right there, and they haven't had much success as far as offensive uh, Pro Bowl tackles in the first round, yellow and all pros. So that's going to do it for this edition here of the Mass Steel Podcast. Uh, we're just uh, 
a little over an hour away from the start of the draft. Once again, you guys can follow me on social media, on Twitter and Instagram, at Prodigy Richie for the Mass Steel Podcast on Twitter, at Mass Steel CGR, and on Instagram at Mass Steel Nation. So I leave you. Don't be trolling. Be rolling. I gone.